0: Welcome back to the fifth edition of the hammer bracket challenge filling out our brackets with hammer content creators today we're joined by ben carey of Capwise. and uh, ben i don't know if you've seen some of the other guys but we've had some different opinions going all the way through whether it be in games final fours national champions we've had different strategies getting to places and we've still ended up with similar results in different spots and different regions so it's been kind of fun to watch that breakdown but uh, as we get closer and closer to march madness here i know you've been really busy is this a bittersweet moment for you? It's it's the final hurrah of everything that you've worked towards this year, but it's also like, oh, no, this is coming to an end?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way to sum it up, but it will be nice to just take a little bit of a break and refresh a little bit. But, yeah, after the first uh, two days of games, then it starts to really dwindle down. But, yeah, going to soak up every,
0: every moment of it, starting with these playing games and then on to the first-round games. And uh, you have been exceptionally busy over the last little while, and part of that reason is because you've been building out the CapWise College Basketball Postseason Betting Guide. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so essentially it's a, a, a resource for someone to have full access to any information you probably could ever want for the tournament. Anything from the rosters to key stats. We have some more Advanced analytical graphs that help people for in-game betting, just a lot of information consolidated, saves you a lot of time and effort. And we've been getting really good feedback this year. This is our third year doing it. So super excited about the product that we launched and released for this week
0: yeah i went through it i've got the opportunity to have it myself so i was looking at it today and i think one thing that even for just like your average better one thing that this is going to benefit you for and i just give tremendous credit to you and uh, and nick over there at Capwise for building this out is not only does it look incredible but uh it's gonna save you a ton of time if you're someone who isn't going too deep into things this is just even a central location for anything you could possibly need, so I think that that's a really cool thing uh, that you could use for use it for and have to your advantage to have in your back pocket throughout the tournament. But uh, Ben, more specifically, if you guys are looking at this, like, who would you say that this is going to be most beneficial to? Like, who would this guide be suited for?
1: Yeah, I think the best uh, kind of cohort for something like this is, is kind of your more engaged college basketball better to up up to a sharp because uh, within the guide, there are different pages that can be utilized. If, if someone is sharper, they'll be able to quickly understand probably all four pages of information. Uh, not to say that someone couldn't who wasn't as sharp. It's just going to take them a little more time to kind of dive in to the information, but we did our best to, to break it down uh, into, Uh, Give highlights on how to, to utilize the guide. But yeah, any anyone who's been betting or not even college basketball, like even if you understand like the live in game markets for other sports, I think you'll be able to catch on pretty quickly with some of the graphs that we have in the guide
0: right so if you're looking for that you can find that in the description of this video head over to the CapWise website you'll find the college basketball postseason betting guide for 2023 use promo code hammer for five dollars off of that and uh i guarantee you that at very least you'll find some pieces of useful information and maybe it's just one of those things where if even if you're not betting it's something that you're going to look at throughout the tournament and just sit there as some statistical background that you can use that's just fun to have and fun to know i think that's one cool thing about it as well as looking in there I was like, well, I would have never known this. And now I know things about teams that would have never known before. So it's a prime example that Zach is with Nevada, their head coach. He's
1: one of, I think now just three head coaches, or maybe he's the fourth now who's uh, reached the tournament with five different teams, right? There's just nuggets like that that we include in the guide up front that I think is really interesting and, and, and fun to know.
0: That's the thing you take to the water cooler at work the next day and you say, well, this guy, uh, you, I bet you didn't know this. Yeah. And or you I hear bet it, bet it on the broadcast
1: know. and you're like, hey, <laughs> we heard that first in the guide.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Well, Ben, we're going to get into our bracket here. We'll fill this whole thing out. But before we do that, I want to ask you, it's something I've asked everybody else. I think it sets the stage for how we're going to go about this. But uh, a lot of the strategies that we've heard can vary between who's in your pool, the sizes of your pool and with that it doesn't it's not the same for everyone how they approach each one of those things so i wanted to ask you like how does your strategy of filling out a bracket vary uh do you kind of apply your betting principles do you apply leverage principles are you looking at size of pool and determining whether or not to take upsets or certain upsets bigger upsets like how does your view of filling out your bracket change dependent on pool size and competition
1: yeah. So there's kind of three things I look at. Uh, number one is the scoring system. Uh, most scoring systems are pretty standard. The points kind of go up uh, throughout the round, right? So you get more points as you go later into the tournament with having a correct pick. Uh, the second thing is like you said, the size of pool, if it's, you know, a hundred or maybe even 200 or less, you want to lean more on the the chalky side, kind of not picking as many large upsets because what ends up happening is even though there's probably going to be a 12 upset, there's probably going to be even two. Well, what happens if you pick the wrong two? Now you're kind of, you know, you're building a deeper hole for yourself. And then the third thing, this is kind of interesting, but it was something I was thinking about. Uh, If you're in a larger pool or even a smaller pool, it's like, do you want to be near the top? Like, I mean, we're all trying to win, right? But if you're in a bracket pool of like, 5,000 people. The odds are kind of against you. So it's like, do you want to have pride in being maybe in the top 100 or are you trying to win? Because if you're trying to win, then you have to pick a lot of aggressive right. upsets. But sometimes people are like, you know what, I guess I'll go pretty chalk and just try to get a good percentile score. Um, I think we all want to win, but sometimes it's, it's something just to consider. You know, you could go chalk and just rank high and not win and then maybe have bragging rights on your, against your friends. So you have to ask yourself those questions.
0: That's actually an interesting point. I never had thought of it that way is like, there is a differentiating factor between being in the higher percentiles and actually trying to win it because you could just go, Hey, we're going to play this safe. We're going to stay yeah. as long as we can. Or you could say like, I, I want to win this thing and you're going to put like, yourself out there with some of it. Like Zach,
1: the last thing you would want is to, you know, I give this advice of like, Oh yeah, you got to take risks and then, you end up doing that, Zach, and then you're like the last in your pool, right? <laughs> it's kind of like fantasy football. It's like you don't want to be the right. last. Sometimes not being last is like just as important as being first in a weird way. So yeah, especially if there's bad punishments too.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be the guy out in a public location wearing a tutu and having to do a ballet at a water fountain or something like that. It's not... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay fair enough all right let's get into the bracket here uh ben i'll leave this up to you how you want to fill this out if you want to compete against ben's bracket you can join the hammer uh tournament challenge we have the link in the description of this video as well to do so you can compete against ben uh john fenler corby tom casali as well as a bunch of the other hammer content creators so you can join in there and see how you stack up against them uh but ben let's start it off uh Where are we at right away? What side, what region do you want to tackle first?
1: Yeah, we can just start with the the South and and make our way down and then go to the Midwest and make our way down. So let's just start with the South here. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer, and it's already loaded up. Uh, We're going with Alabama. (laughs) Um, Look, yes, there's been one one seed to ever lose, and I was actually in Vegas for that. Uh, I saw that firsthand, and I was sitting two seats down from a Virginia alum, which was hilarious. Um, I know he wasn't having a good time, but I was, I was, uh, yeah. So we're, we're hundred percent going with Alabama here. Uh, moving along, you know, this first eight, nine matchup is, is really interesting. Traditionally. I suck at the eight, nine games. It's really funny. Like I I will bet them. I gotta be hitting only like 40% on the eight, nine game. It's hilarious. Um, I'm going to go West Virginia. Okay. Give me the mountaineers. Give me the mountaineers on that one
0: so i want to ask you in a spot like this specifically um and i think it'll apply to some of the stuff that we go forward with but like you look at it eight nine um how much does your like preseason or during the season projections and stuff go into where you're sitting at on this one and like uh where do you look at how much do you look at market influence and the odds of some of these things to impact some of the decisions that you're making
1: yeah that's a really good question i i think very little in a weird way um okay I don't know why necessarily. Uh, I think it's just because the bracket for me, I tried to separate from like a betting perspective. Um, right. Like, for example, it's like if a, if a line opened up at like five and then it moved to like three, I don't necessarily know if that's going to affect like how I build the bracket, if that makes sense. For yeah. betting, of course, it's different because you respect the market, but I don't know. Um, what did others say about that? Did they feel differently or did they actually use some of that?
0: uh so for example if you if anybody who's watching right now had watched the john Fenler one uh that essentially didn't play much of a factor at all the betting lines uh it had to do with his projections and how he had built things out but it was a lot more leverage and where he got into situations where uh he felt that other people would be picking certain teams and choosing that kind of thing and how it affects your picks later on kind of that was how he played it out a little yeah. bit more. Uh, Tom Casale leaned a little bit more into the betting market and how he felt about teams, what he had seen from there. And then Corby was a little bit of both, to be honest with you. He took both sides into account, into all of it. So it's uh, it's been very different how everyone's approached every- all of it so far. So yeah. It's kind of be fun to watch.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so West Virginia there. Uh, and then the five twelve. of course, this is always the matchup that everyone talks about. Good old 5-12 matchup. Um, In this spot, though, I'm going to go with the Aztecs. I'm going to go Mountain West here. Uh, I've been a Charleston guy all season. Um, I jumped on that train pretty early, but I think that this matchup is going to be tough for them. Uh, I don't think they've seen a defense like San Diego State, and if San Diego State gets off to a lead, I think they can hold that lead and and win this game. I know the 12 seed Charleston is going to be pretty popular, but I'm going with the Aztecs. Okay. And are we seeing some more upset UVA fans this year? What's the deal? I don't know. That's a great question. You know, Furman (laughs) going back to what I said about, you know, trying not to be influenced by, uh, you know, kind of what the market is doing. Maybe, uh, I'm contradicting myself here because look, a lot of people have been on Furman, excuse me, voice cracked. A lot of people have been on Furman, but I think Virginia, man, they're, their defense and, and their pace of play. I don't think Furman has seen a lot of that this season. Uh, and this spread is super short, but I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to go Virginia. No fun here for me so far, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. We did take a nine over the eight there earlier. So. Oh I yeah. Really there you go. Get yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to the Creighton game here.
1: Okay. Um, This is going to be a tough one. Uh, NC state can score. Uh, But I'm going to go I'm going to go Creighton again, going going chalk, going pretty chalk to start things off. But I'm going to go Creighton. All right. And the 314. So I'll put it this way. If you see Santa Barbara wins this game, I won't be shocked because a lot of people have not watched them play. They're great program. Uh, They've turned things around. Uh, You know, a few years ago, they were a bottom feeder in that conference, but. I got to go with Baylor here again, more chalk. uh, But I think Baylor pulls it out.
0: Then people are just going to be cursing you like this guy with all the chalk. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. But here we go. We have an upset here. We have an upset. Okay. Um, Well, I I think technically from a seeding perspective, it's an upset, but I forget what the spread is on this. Uh, I think Mizzou might be a dog in this one. I kind of forget, but I, I'm going to go Utah state. I'm going to go Utah state, the 10 seed to beat the seven
0: seed uh, and, and moving on and they're going to play Arizona. And uh, now do you want to finish off this side or do you want to go to the jump? Um,
1: how do you, What? however you want to do it. We can it fi- we'll
0: finish this one off. We'll okay. Off we'll fi- yeah. Let's here.
1: finish it yeah. off. So the one nine or the one eight matchups are always really tricky because if you choose it right, it's, you know, and, and you pick like an eight or a nine to beat the one seed, it feels really good. Right. Mm-hmm. But, The risk you take is it's kind of an opportunity cost. Like if I think West Virginia can win that game, sure, I get those points. Uh, But if Alabama ends up winning and I picked West Virginia and a lot of the pool has Alabama making the Final Four and they end up doing so, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot. So I'm going to go Alabama. Uh, I think Alabama is – on on a mission here i think they get to the final four a little bit
0: of a spoiler but uh, i'm gonna go alabama here and who's playing in alabama in that next round then between san diego state and uva i think the aztecs uh have to make up for the mountain
1: west from last season when all the mountain west schools lost in the first round i think this is the year where they make the sweet 16 so i will have
0: the aztecs advancing Okay, and now to continue on the other side, we got Creighton Baylor and Arizona against Utah State. Who's making it through in these matchups? I'm going to go
1: Baylor, and this is going to be a a, a tough matchup if this ends up being the matchup, but I'm going to go Baylor, and then Utah State and Arizona, I'm going to have to go Chalk again
0: and go with Arizona. All right, so... Final two games on this side, Alabama, San Diego State, Baylor, Arizona, who's moving on to the Elite Eight here. I'm going to go Alabama, and
1: then I'm also going to go with Baylor. I think Baylor, if they can get past the first round, I think they can make a run, but I think they're going to get stuck in this game, and it's going to stop here with Alabama, and I think Alabama makes the Final Four.
0: Okay, there you go. First team into our Final Four, Alabama, now, let's head on over to the other side here. The Midwest, we'll start at the top here. Houston, is this a year Houston can just go for a run for a bunch of games, or what's going to happen?
1: I, I think so. So we'll have Houston, of course, moving on. All right. And then now the other 8-9. So I went with a 9 in the yeah. first one. I swear, these ones are so coin-flippy. And I mean, basically, they are, right? It's an 8-9. Uh, I'm going to go Auburn. I think a lot lot of people are just discrediting Auburn, but they play in the SEC. SEC's been pretty tough, so I'll
0: go Auburn there. Back-to-back nines. I like it. Now, this is a game that has been very interesting to see on social media be talked about. Uh, It's been interesting to watch all of our creators. I believe we're 3-for-3 now on one team. I'm not going to tell you which team. But we're looking at Drake, Miami, the 12th. Five. Who do you like in this one, Ben? So based on what I know now, uh, Miami
1: will have one of their bigs probably either out or banged up. I'm gonna go with Drake here. It, it, is is that four for four? Or uh, that first? would
0: be four for four. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> I kind of had a feeling the way you you phrased it, but look, <clears throat> I think Drake is a team. You know, of course, out of a, a smaller conference, Missouri Valley, a mid-major, but uh, DeVries can. Can ball, man. He really can. So can Miami and some of their players, uh, Isaiah Wong. But I think this is the the 12 that's going to end up beating a 5 here. So go with Drake.
0: All right. And now facing off against Drake, Indiana, Kent State. Who's, who's have, making it through? I have a feeling someone picked Kent State. I didn't
1: watch all of them fully, the, the three that were on before me. But I'm going to go Indiana. Did someone pick Kent in the spot. Do you remember Kent State?
0: I actually don't think so. I don't think anybody has picked Kent State yet. Interesting. Yeah. I've been
1: seeing a lot about them potentially upsetting Indiana, but Indiana when they're playing even a little bit over average, like they're a pretty good team. Uh Trace Jackson Davis. So I'm gonna go Indiana there.
0: All right. And now we're looking at the six eleven, so it be Iowa State against the winner of Mississippi State Pitts. Uh, where are you at in the six eleven game here? So this is a tough one because
1: this is like one of those spots where depending on like what team makes it, I I could kind of flip flop my pick. But I'm going to go with the winner of Mississippi State Pitt. Uh, I forget the trend, but every year, I think the last four years, one of the 11 seeds in that playing game has made it through. And I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think there's something there with that team. Uh, you know, winning that first game and just having a little bit of momentum. Like sometimes we think maybe having a game like two days earlier could hurt a team, but I think it just makes the team a little more fresh. And also there's like no pressure on Pittsburgh or Mississippi State, like whoever gets through. So
0: I'm going to go with one of those two. You know, that's actually a point that I had asked uh, some of the other guys who have done the brackets and stuff. It's something I've re- like even reached out to people about. And Interesting that you brought it up here is like, There's something to having that game in hand, where you're fighting for your life, essentially, just to get into the tournament. Now, it is a little bit of an extra momentum carrier into there, and sometimes it could beat you up. Sometimes you could suffer some injuries, but oftentimes it could be a good thing for your team and some of the morale that you get going into games going forward. So, hundred percent, yeah, part of it, yeah. Um, Now, Xavier uh, Kennesaw. Someone's picked Kennesaw, right? (laughs) I think uh, someone's yeah, picked pretty them. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to
1: go Xavier though. Uh Kenneth thought is going to be a super trendy, popular 14, which is fine if they win. Like, look, the public wins too. I sometimes I think it's crazy when it's just like, Oh, I, I don't want to be on the public side. Well, public wins a lot too, but I think Xavier uh, with some of their leadership on that team uh, and experience and Sean Miller as the coach, uh, Kennesaw state's in the first ever tournament. I I think there is some added pressure, uh, with that. And I think Xavier is going to get the job done, but I do think it could be a close game, but give me Xavier.
0: All right. And now Texas A and M Penn state, as well as our final game in this one, Texas and Colgate, uh, who do you have making it on to face each other in the next round?
1: Yeah, I'll be quick
0: here. Uh, let's go with the Texas schools, (laughs) Texas A and M and Texas. Yeah. Okay, and now we'll close out this uh, this region here, and we'll go back to the top. Houston, Auburn, Drake, Indiana. The winner of Mississippi State Pitt, Xavier, and Texas A&M, Texas, are the schools that we have remaining here. So start at the top, Houston, Auburn.
1: Yeah, let's go with Houston. Uh, I think Houston is on a mission this year. Uh, Houston's going to win that one. And you know what? Let's go with Drake. Here, here's my first bigger upset. I think Drake makes
0: it to the sweet sixteen. You are not the first person to have Drake through to the sweet sixteen. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's good. That, hey, that, I'm I'm totally fine with that. I like actually yeah. hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> so now to the other side at uh, the eleven, which would be the winner of Mississippi State Pitt, having beaten Iowa State in the round of sixty four against Xavier. I'm gonna go Xavier. Uh, I, I,
1: honestly, I, I do think Xavier is a slept on team just because they had that injury to Fremantle. I think people are kind of discrediting them and sleeping on them. So I think Xavier is going to make it to the sweet 16. And this matchup is going to be a really tough one. Uh, man, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Texas a I think Texas AM pulls the upset.
0: That's going to be a great matchup if, if we get that. So we did have someone who picked uh, Texas as their winner of the national championship. So, but it's been it's been all over the place. We've seen a lot of different stuff go down. It is fun. I'm just gonna say, from a perspective of someone sitting here just doing this with you guys, it's fun to watch you all work through these brackets and how you maneuver through each matchup. This has been fun for me. So hopefully the viewers are enjoying this as much as I am. But Yeah, and I'm excited (laughs) to watch some
1: of the other ones too uh, just to see. I watch a little bit of Corby's, but I'm excited to watch the other ones just to see how they break things down. But for this next matchup here, uh, well, up top, I'm going to go with Houston. I I think Houston's going to come out of this region, uh, and I think they'll play Xavier. But I think Houston in that matchup, Houston Xavier, Um, give me Houston to make the Final Four.
0: All right, so now we have our second Final Four team in. So I've just fallen along here. Alabama, first team through. Now Houston, the second team through into the Final Four on the other side. And now we're going to go down and we'll start in the east. Purdue has been the one team that's been talked about a lot as a spot where they could get upset by somebody early on. Uh, I'm not sure where you stand on Purdue or if you feel like that could possibly happen here, but uh, early prediction First game of the tournament for Purdue. Are they at least making it through this one? Yeah, they're
1: going to make it through uh, <laughs> okay. for sure. So I'll go Purdue there. Uh, this next matchup, I have a feeling it's been pretty split, um, but I'm going to go Florida Atlantic. Quiet team. A lot of people haven't talked about them. They don't really have the name recognition, right? Like, right. I think people will see Florida Atlantic. They're like, I don't even know what city that is in, in Florida, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Florida Atlantic
0: okay yeah it has been pretty split but ben i'm gonna tell you this uh there's this thing called the pinata picks here in canada you can do on one of the sports books you basically get a random team for the march madness set at uh Plus 5,000. And one of the mm. ones we got in the office today was Florida Atlantic. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys are going to be, be the biggest fans
1: of Florida Atlantic <laughs> up north there. So
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Moving on. Another spot where people feel like there was a team who was primed to go on some type of run. And then they got an unfortunate matchup here in, Dr- in Duke, excuse me, in the first round. Uh, how do you foresee that one playing out?
1: Yeah. So I had a list of like five to six teams that i'm like man i really like them to go far and you know my eye's gonna be on them but then the bracket came out and and two of those schools of those six are playing each other and it's duke and oral roberts here and i'm like damn it they have to play each other in the first round (laughs) i gotta go with duke here duke has the hot hand Uh, i think this is a pretty bad matchup for oral roberts also i I think duke is primed to
0: to win this and and move forward and now down to uh, Tennessee and Louisiana.
1: Uh, let's go with an upset here. Let's go with the Louisiana, Louis Louisiana. I know Tennessee uh, lost one of their players earlier this season. Uh, Rick Barnes has been uh, a struggling coach in the tournament. Uh, traditionally, I think he's not even five hundred uh, in in the tournament. A lot of those losses came at Texas. But give me a give me the the Cajuns, man.
0: All right, I like it. And moving forward, uh, Kentucky-Providence? Yeah, this is a
1: tough one. I'm going to go Kentucky. Uh, I'm I'm really close to pulling the trigger on Providence, but I think Kentucky <laughs> pulls it off in a close one.
0: And facing off against Kentucky in the next round, winner of uh, Kansas and Montana State. So I know a few people who
1: have Kansas State going pretty far, but I'm going to pull uh the card here the upset card and go with montana state out of the big sky this is their second straight year making the tournament last season they got demolished by texas tech but i think they learned a lot uh from that experience and they returned most of their players from last season so give me montana state to pull the upset against kansas state
0: Now, this one I'm interested in because it's kind of bounced back and forth, not just here on the show, but even people I've talked to or shows that I've watched or listened to, looking at uh, Michigan State-USC in the 7-10 game.
1: So USC, when 100% healthy, I think is the better team in this matchup, and that may be a hot take. But Drew Peterson uh, has been dealing with some back issues, and he did not look himself in the Pac-12 opening round game against Arizona State- I don't know what his health is going to be. So I'm going to have to go Michigan state just because I can't speculate on that. But don't be surprised if we see drew Peterson drop like 20 and I'll be looking back at this and I'll be like, Zach, why didn't you tell me to go with my gut? I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry if that happens, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I do. I do like to pick. I think we're, we're good, good here, but to face off against Michigan state in the next round, Uh, Is Marquette just going to be able to roll through this one against uh, Vermont?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a tougher game than maybe a lot of people expect, but I think Marquette Mm -hmm. just has way too much talent, so give me Marquette.
0: All right, and now back to the top here, uh, Purdue, FAU. Uh, I'm going to go
1: Purdue. I'm really close to getting there with FAU, but I think going back to kind of my, my broader idea here, I don't want to pick these upsets and have one of these one seeds lose and then they end up making the final 4. So, go and chalk with the one seeds. Go in Purdue.
0: All right. And uh to face off against Purdue in the next round, uh does Louisiana keep the upset streak going here against Duke or has that come to an end? Uh they're one and done. <laughs> so, okay. we're going we're going Duke. We're going Duke. Okay. Uh, no worries and now to the other side Kentucky Montana State and then it would be Michigan State Marquette who of these teams in these games is moving forward
1: if we get a Kentucky Montana State game it's going to be super physical I bet the total would be like 125 uh, but I'm going to have to go with Kentucky okay. I'm so close with Montana State there but I I don't think they can win two straight uh, but we'll go Kentucky there
0: and then final game in this round uh, for this region, Michigan State, Marquette. We'll go Marquette. All right. And we're getting close to finishing out the East region. Purdue, Duke, Kentucky, Marquette, who's moving on to the Elite Eight.
1: Well, forget everything I just said about you know, <laughs> not having the one seats advance because I'm going to go Duke here. I think Duke is uh, is on a mission, man. I'm going to go Duke. Duke and then their competitor. <laughs> going to be marquette and this okay to be honest zach this is probably the toughest decision i've had with this bracket um if we film this maybe an hour earlier i may have said something different <laughs> but now this is official i'm gonna go duke i think duke makes the final four uh first year without coach k uh yeah give me duke
0: what does this say about Coach K if Duke the year after he's gone rolls through and just goes on an absolute run?
1: uh that that's a really good question. Uh, people <laughs> I mean the, the people outside of Duke are going to discredit him, of course, but yes, <laughs> I, I, I can't take anything away uh, from him, of course, but it, people will br- be bringing that that up. We should have a news segment, Zach, about like uh, future headlines, you know, just like things that people will start to be saying.
0: Okay, so this is what we'll do, Ben. If uh, when Duke wins the first one, we're gonna start planting it in people's brains. We'll just come back here and film another video and be like, "Oh, totally, is Coach yeah. K, a fraud." <laughs> it's so easy to
1: do on Twitter too. Like you can manipulate yes. how people think at this point. So,
0: yeah. All right. So there you go. Our third team in the Final Four, Duke, moving on, defeating Marquette in uh, in the Elite Eight there in the East region. Now moving over to the West. Uh, let's start with Kansas here at the top. Yeah. Kansas, of course. Uh, they're they're gonna win pretty easily there. Okay, and another eight, nine. Are we going with our four for four on the nines here? Uh, no, we're gonna go
1: Arkansas, and I have a feeling that the Arkansas pick is is super popular. Uh, but I'm going the Razorbacks.
0: All right, fair enough. Uh, yes, I believe it has been popular so far throughout these bracket fill uh predictions. But uh, now we go St. Mary's VCU. This is going to be a really good game.
1: Uh, this was like another one where both these teams I kind of had on a list of like, hey, I really like these teams. I'm gonna go St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's uh, is is on a mission to kind of surprise some people and and prove some doubters wrong. The way some of the the season ended up and finished for them. Now the four thirteen Yukon Iona. I'm going Connecticut. I'll go with a uh, Yukon. Uh, in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Iona pulls an upset here with uh, Patino, but I think Connecticut just has too much firepower.
0: Okay, and uh, now we've got TCU in a spot. This is a team that's being talked about a lot here as well, people saying this could be a team to watch out for, and they're going to face off against the winner of ASU and Nevada, and uh, Nevada is one of those teams that people have said, why the hell do they even get a spot in right. the first four there? But uh, Those are the teams you have to worry do. about, Zach. <laughs> yeah. I tell you,
1: every year like Syracuse has made it a few times, and people are like, they shouldn't be in here, and then next thing you know, it's like they're in the Sweet 16. So... Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm right. going to go TCU,
0: though. Okay. Froggies. And now, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Gonzaga is a team I'm going to be pulling for here. I grabbed a price a couple of months ago. Really loved it. It was a price Corby and I had looked at. Corby brought it to my attention. Gonzaga, 34-1 to 1 to win the national championship. Uh, so I'm just holding on to that one, feeling at least good about where the price is at now compared to where I got it. So got a little pat on the back to myself, but... Am I am I in for a rough one here this year, Ben?
1: Not in the first round, no. Okay, I, I All think right. Gonzaga moves forward. Yeah, and Corby right. got a great price on that. I'm I'm actually like a second tier Gonzaga type fan. Uh, I had two cousins go to Gonzaga, and this okay. was like back in the day when they first started to really make a name for themselves. So, uh, I like to see them do well. I think they're gonna win their first
0: round game. All right, and now we go to Northwestern Boise. I am going to go with Boise.
1: I'm going to go Boise. Uh, a little bit of a bias Homer Mountain West pick here. Uh, I live out in Colorado. Uh, but, yeah, give me Boise to surprise some people with uh, some of their offense, Shaver and uh, Gen Hart. So,
0: yeah, let's go Boise. Go Broncos. And now UCLA, uh, UNCA, the 2-15 game. I'm going to go UCLA. Uh,
1: don't sleep on uh, – uh, UNC Asheville with Drew Pember, but UCLA, I mean, they're, they're, they're too stout.
0: All right, we're getting closer and closer, to completing our final four here. Go back to the top, the one-versus-eight game, Kansas-Arkansas. Which one of these two teams makes it through? I'm going to go Kansas,
1: again, using my strategy, and <laughs> just having all the one seeds advance to the Sweet 16, but this could be one where Arkansas could win. And I would not be shocked. And I think the spread in that game would be probably pretty short. I would think like four and a half. So I'm going to clip this for you, Ben. I'm going to clip this one. We'll save uh, it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you can clip it. Don't share it if I'm off by four points, but we'll oh, share no, it. no, I won't. I'm, yeah. But but it, <laughs> we'll share it if I'm right on the money. <laughs>
0: yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what how we're going to bring it back. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now uh, SMC uh, and UConn. I want to get there with the Gales,
1: but if UConn makes it to this game, I I think that they're going to be riding some momentum, and I'm going to go with the Huskies of UConn. Okay, and continuing to move forward, TCU-Gonzaga. It's going to be a great matchup. I think we get it, but I will go with Gonzaga. Go
0: Zags. Go Zags, and now facing off against Gonzaga, uh, Boise-UCLA. UCLA will get it done in advance of the sweet 16. All right, here we go. We're getting closer and closer. Kansas UConn pretty here. I got the one, two, three, four, <laughs> but, uh,
1: I'm going to go UConn here. I think UConn pulls the upset. Um, I guess, you know, upset by seeding standards. I think this would be right. a pretty close spread in, in that matchup too. And then in the other one, Man, this would be such a good game. This is like the rematch back in the day when it was Adam Morrison and uh, Russell Westbrook. If you remember that game, Gonzaga blew like a huge lead. UCLA came back. And I think the tournament committee like set it up. And I, we didn't go through a lot of this, but the tournament committee definitely like sets up these spots that they want to okay. see these narratives like deep down. They won't, you know, tell you what they are, but this is 100% one of them. They definitely want to see this gonzaga ucla match matchup No, i'm not saying it's rigged or anything <laughs> i'm not saying that the refs are involved yes yes so you know don't i'm not saying that but i do think that this matchup would be highly desired by the ncaa i'm gonna go with ucla i think ucla will beat gonzaga unfortunately for corby and UZek
0: it is what it is i understand there's risks involved it happens um but ben you might have set yourself up there i'm not going to be the one clipping it but someone else might come back to this. oh yeah yeah just grab that whole clip there of you yeah he's just oh, doing oh, his oh, job not... man <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh final piece uh, final game to get to the final four here final team uconn ucla we got the two four here i will go with ucla
1: i think ucla is on a mission this year, and I know they had an injury uh, with Clark, but they still have some really good talent, and I think Cronin is a head coach that I think is one of the better head coaches in all of college basketball, so give me UCLA advancing to the Final Four.
0: All right, there you go. There's the final team into the Final Four. UCLA advances on out of the West region. So to recap here so far, we have Alabama, the one seed, against Duke, the five. And on the other side, Houston, the one, against UCLA, the two. Uh, Ben, which teams are making it to the national championship game this year? Well, that Coach K, you know, talk about, oh, was he really (laughs) that good of coach?
1: You know, Maybe they'll start that up, but then after this game, I think they'll be like, well, maybe they needed Coach K because I think Alabama will advance to the final. Uh, Brandon Miller, that offense, they're going to be rolling. Uh, Give me Alabama. And then on the other side, Zach, Houston, I I mean, the Final Four is in Houston, so they will have a little bit of a home court advantage, but give me UCLA.
0: Give me UCLA to advance and, and play Alabama in the final. All right, here we go. Final game, 2023 March Madness national champion, Alabama against UCLA, who walks away cutting down the nets this year. So I'm going to go with the Bruins of UCLA. I think UCLA
1: gets it done, and it's going to be a great game if this is the matchup. As far as a score, Zach, I think this one is going to be, somewhat uh, on the lower scoring side just because ucla that's the way they play i'm gonna go with a 68 let me think here actually hold on hold on i'll go i'll go 71 68 71 68 yeah which i mean it's not the 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 lowest score but it's definitely not you know over 140 in and into the 150s so give me a 71 68 final with ucla winning there you have
0: it. 2023 national champion in Ben Carey's brackets. UCLA defeating Alabama in the final 71 68. Uh, if you enjoyed the content, if you enjoyed the bracket breakdown, please make sure to subscribe here to the Hit the Books channel. Make sure to like this video as well. You can let us know in the comments below what you think about Ben's picks, his national champion, and of course, if you want to go head-to-head with some of these guys who have given out their brackets and filled these out on the, in these videos, make sure to click the link in the description so you can join the bracket challenge for the hammer betting network that we have this year the winner of it walks away with a bet stamp merch package uh, provided by them so if that's something of interest Johnny was saying today golf shirts sweaters golf towels I want all that that, kind of man. Stuff. get you ready for the <laughs> summer so uh, you can uh, enter into the contest face off against the creators that you've seen on the show but Ben thank you very much for doing this and uh, before I let you go you're saying in, you're in Vegas right now what's, uh, what's going on in Vegas for you during march madness yeah uh
1: in in the suite right now uh that's why you know there's not much of a backdrop but yeah we're (laughs) watching the games uh we'll be doing some live streams so before some of the games definitely join our twitch uh we'll be breaking down i think almost every game uh the day of before and uh yeah join us and you know if you're not in vegas you know hopefully you can live vicariously through us and we'll bring you some of the excitement and hopefully some winning bets
0: so Sounds good. And if you're looking to uh, get yourself a little bit of a jump start on the tournament, even before you tune into Ben's streams ahead of the games and get yourself ready with some of the bets that they give out there, you can go over to the Capwise website. Make sure to get the CBB betting guide, postseason betting guide for 2023 using promo code HAMMER for $5 off of that. Uh, incredible tool that you guys have built out there. And I mean, one thing, I am a guy who is big into the design, doing the thumbnails, building out design for this stuff it is incredible design that you have in this uh in this guide this year so it looks amazing it has some awesome information in there so really appreciate you guys taking the time putting in the effort to do that and uh i would highly recommend that people take the time to go and look at it themselves and when you do of course use promo code hammer for five dollars off of your betting guide and,
1: and if zach gives us the thumbs up on design you know it's you know it's <laughs> <so good. laughs>
0: well thank you ben thank you for taking the time to do this today hopefully you enjoy your week out there or how long are you in vegas uh we'll
1: be out there for the weekend and we'll we'll be there for most of the second round games too and then uh, back home to to colorado so if yeah if you're out here hit me up love to meet up with some of you guys and sweat some games out so
0: All right, sounds good. Well, thank you for tuning in here today. Make sure to subscribe to the Hit the Books channel, like this video, and Ben, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. Good luck on your bets, and good luck in your bracket this year. Thanks, Zach. See ya.